Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing this week's Raw and it wasn't just any Raw, it was a go-home show so my expectations were low but it was really good. There's some stuff on here that really matters. Um, push some stories along, new champions. Uh, there's so much to go through so we need to get into it. Uh, you can see the Raw logo was kind of pumpkin orange. There was a few cobwebs around. Of course, this was the Halloween edition of Raw. And one of the things that we got during this show was we got images of fans dressed as superstars. Here's one that was shown uh, someone dressed as Bianca Belair. Fantastic job uh, that they've done. And this is really cool. It's not something that I've seen before because it really involves the fans. Now you could send in your pictures and maybe appear on the show. That is so cool. So they should definitely do more of that. And they dotted these pictures throughout Raw. Raw begins with Bianca Belair taking on Nikki Cross. This was a non-title match. Of course, Nikki returned and attacked everyone last week. Um, this week, she came out with new music. She is not Nikki A.S.H. She is Nikki Cross. Um, very much the theme song has influences. It wasn't identical, but it's got influences from the Sanity music. And um, what really threw me last week was Nikki had really nice hair. Clearly, she was wearing a lot of makeup. Um, it felt like Sanity, but a little bit different. This felt more like Sanity. I would still say there's a bit of a difference there. The theme song is not identical. Her attire is not identical, but her mannerisms certainly are. You can see here her hair was back to being disheveled. She was back to being a bit messed up again. And um, yeah, this was cool, man. This was really, really cool. This is a violent, ferocious, aggressive Nikki Cross. And I think this is back to what we wanted to see from Nikki. Uh, this is the Nikki that everyone knows and loves, certainly if you watched NXT. So I think this is going to really work for her. It's, it's back to her best version. So very cool. Uh, I wanted to point this out because uh, it did make me smile. There was a, a big spot on the outside and Nikki's trousers actually started to undo themselves. You can see, I don't know if there's like a button at the top or if it's just a zip, but that zip started to come down. We did go, uh, I believe, to commercial break. Um, and uh, when we came back, you could see that she was trying to do it up uh, and desperately trying to uh, fix her attire. I did wonder if a button had broken, if she would be able to fix it. Uh, but she did. It must have just been like the zip had come down or something. So uh, that did uh, cause a bit of concern uh, during the match. Um, but the other thing that caused concern was that Damage Control, all three members of Damage Control made their way down during this match. We had EO, we had Dakota, we had Bailey. They made their presence felt. And uh, Nikki... You know, she doesn't seem to be on anyone's side. Uh, so she was quite happy to attack them when they came down. Uh, this meant, though, that she got caught with a KOD and she lost the match. So Nikki losing the match. Bianca picking up the victory. But it was thanks heavily to some outside interference. Good match. Really fun match. Really got across how aggressive and uh, angry 
Nikki was. There was uh, a few bits where she was just wailing away on uh, Bianca. There was a bit where Bianca was like caught in the ring apron. She was like chucking her into the commentary table, screaming at the commentators. As he said, very much a return to uh, sanity, Nikki. After the match, uh, of course, we had damage control outnumber Bianca and Nikki. This brought back and brought down Asuka and Alexa. Nice big pop as Asuka and Alexa returned after being away for a few weeks. They came racing down and uh, evened up the scores. And this segment ended with Asuka, Alexa and Bianca standing tall in the ring. Backstage, we would hear from them and they would demand uh, a women's tag team championship match. This makes sense because, of course, they were brutally attacked by EO and Dakota. And that's why they've been away for a few weeks. They've come back now. And uh, as we said, they want to get uh, a women's championship match. As soon as they said that, you knew it was going to get made. Didn't know if it was going to be made on this show or at Crown Jewel. But we found out that it would actually be the main event of tonight's show. Uh, we went back to the commentary team. They were just talking about what had happened. I just took this because in the background, you can see a, a Voorhees mask. You can see just directly above Corey's head, uh, someone with like a disturbing clown mask. There was loads of costumes in the crowd. Of course, this was the Halloween edition. So uh, plenty of interesting looks and costumes. I think I saw a minion at one point as well. Certainly I saw a Joker um, out there as well. So there was loads and loads of costumes, loads of interesting things to look at. It's a really fun episode. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, and things just kept on coming. I mean, after that explosive open, we got Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was meant to do a backstage interview with Bobby. Brock wasn't there, so, you know, it felt like we might be not, not getting Brock, but we did get Brock. He actually came out in the arena, made his way down to the ring, wearing a Megadeth t-shirt, looking bigger than ever. He looks so cool here. He looks so cool. I know people like the farmer looking all of this, but jeans, a, a tight Megadeth shirt, and like just, this was just a bad man. This is just a beast unleashed. And uh, he looked really cool. He uh, he came out with a line saying, I didn't come here for a sit down interview. I came here to fight. You obviously didn't get the memo, Bobby. But then even if you did, I doubt you could read it, <laughs> which I really liked. I really liked that obviously upset Bobby, uh, who came racing down to the ring. And then we got this massive brawl, man. Big, big brawl. Uh, you could see like Otis was out there. Von Wagner was out there. I think we got uh, Duke Hudson from NXT as well out there as well. There was quite a few familiar faces in the background. You can also see Triple H making his way uh, down. There must have been about 30, 40 people, including the locker room that came out trying to separate Bobby and Brock. It was one of those kind of old school pull-aparts. It was really, really good. Really good. At one point, I saw Riddle holding up a flip-flop and a hat with a smile on his face. I didn't have a clue what was happening. Um, it was just absolute madness. At one point, Triple H could be heard saying, there's not going to be a match anymore. 
and people seem to take that. And I must admit, I thought that he meant at Crown Jewel as well. He said there's not going to be a match. And so um, during the watch along, the live watch along, I had loads of people asking me, like, is it off at Crown Jewel? Thankfully, we did get a graphic later in the show to show that it is still on at Crown Jewel. I think Triple H was referring might maybe more to no match on Raw. You know, there won't be a fight tonight. Save it for Crown Jewel. I think that's what he was saying. Either that or he was saying that if you attack each other, there'll be no match. But uh, either way, it's still happening. It is still going ahead this weekend. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Um, after that, we got Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins making his way down to the ring. And um, this was great because... Uh, I knew already that he'd put blonde kind of highlights into his hair, but he was wearing like a bit of an old school Seth attire. I remember this uh, gold uh, attire. It's uh, kind of iconic. I, I remember they did it as a Mattel figure. Um, I think it was a WrestleMania maybe. And uh, it came with like a flaming torch. Um, and it was really, really cool. This felt like Seth was cosplaying as Monday Night Rollins. This felt like Seth was, for Halloween, dressing up as an old version of himself. And it was brilliant. This really felt like Monday Night Rollins as well. This was Seth versus Austin Theory. And the match was brilliant. It was so enjoyable. So much fun. Great pace. Loads of reversals. Some wonderful moves. I remember Theory rolling over jumping up and hitting a blockbuster in the middle of the ring on Seth, um, constantly looking for curbs and pedigrees. And it was great. It was really great. Crowd were on their feet. They were really into it. And uh, as I said, it really reminded me of Monday Night Rollins. And for me, that was always the best version of Seth. Um, but it was a victory for Seth Rollins. Seth uh, getting the uh, pin. And uh, as I said, it was a curb stomp that uh, won it for him, but a real, real entertaining match. Then we found out the news that Bray Wyatt will be at Crown Jewel. This is a big announcement. Um, it, it doesn't feel like the biggest surprise. Uh, we did our Crown Jewel predictions video, and a big thank you to everyone that's checked that out on the Wrestling Days channel. And during that, on that video, I did say I expected Bray to be there. I don't think there's going to be anything massive. I just think that you put Bray there because it's a nice way to bump the ratings. It's also nice for the Saudi fans to see Bray. I think that it's a nice way to just push the story along. Uh, and there could be a nice reveal or something there, but I'm certainly not expecting anything massive. I'm not expecting like the whole new faction if it is going that way to be revealed or, or anything that big. But uh, we could get something a little juicy. Certainly, whenever Bray has a segment, there's always tons to talk about. So good news if you are a fan of Bray Wyatt. Then we got Roman. I mean, what? I mean, honestly, we start off with a great match. Then we go to Brock Lesnar. Then we go to an even better match involving Seth and Austin Theory. Then we go to Roman Reigns. I mean, wow. And Roman was getting Usy chants. Uh, so uh, brilliant. I mean, of course there was Usy chants. There was always going to be Usy chants. But uh, he gets in there and he said, listen, 
I've got Sammy and Jay working together on being more oozy. You don't need to worry about that. Let's uh, turn up the turn our attention basically to this weekend. He said, I like to hype up my opponents, but I'm not going to be hyping up an outsider who's only had two matches. So I'm going to leave that to Paul Heyman. So basically, Roman saying, I've got no interest in trying to big up Logan Paul to you. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm miles better than he is. I'll let Paul Heyman try and do that. So Paul Heyman is still going on about Logan having pins in his hand. So they've come up with this narrative. Apparently, Paul Heyman spoke to someone that knows someone that knows Logan Paul's doctor. And apparently Logan broke his knuckles. He's had like metal pins put in there. And that's how he can knock people out with one punch. And so, uh, you know, you can see there, um, if you are watching on YouTube, Heyman making a fist, trying to make out that this is a threat. This is a problem. Roman was having none of it. And Paul Heyman said, you know, it's not going to be a problem for the tribal chief. Um, and before we got really any further, The Miz came out. And The Miz actually made his way down to the ring. And The Miz was saying, like, all of that is true. Like, everything you've heard is true. You need to take him serious. How about we work together, Roman? How about you help me with my problem, he who shall not be named, which is Dexter Loomis, and I'll help you with Logan Paul. I trained Logan. Everything he knows comes from me kind of a thing. Um, and Roman listened and he seemed to be on board with this plan. But then he Superman punched Miz and he said, why is everyone like saying that Logan's going to knock me out when they should be saying I'm going to knock out Logan Paul? So he Superman punched the Miz to send that message out that he is deadly. He is dangerous. He is the tribal chief. So uh, Roman is ready for Crown Jewel. So good segment. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Miz trying to cut a deal, thinking that he was getting somewhere, only for it to be uh, twisted. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. We then saw Miz backstage nursing his injury. And uh, Ali came in, basically said that everything's bigger in Texas except your balls. Um, so still making fun of Tiny Balls Miz. But uh, Miz also said that uh, he was talking about Johnny Gagano's allegation. Um, and he said, look, if WWE run those allegations, if WWE do actually air the kind of nonsense that Johnny is coming out with, then he will uh, sue them. He will put a big defamation case in. And so he was threatening legal action um, because we did find out that Johnny was going to reveal the truth about Miz and Dexter on this show. And we would get it later. And we did hear just a little bit here from the Miz, who was uh, not happy about that situation. Then uh, we got a little advert for SmackDown and it said, who is Uncle Howdy. I don't know that we get that answer on Friday, but I think almost certainly we get a Bray segment. So feels like we're going to get a Bray segment on Friday and we know that we're going to get Bray on Saturday. So plenty of Bray Wyatt on the way this weekend. Then we got a match. I must admit for me, this is where the show 
uh, started to just fall away a little bit. I think that we're killing it up until this point. Really, really good stuff. But then we got Carl Anderson taking on Damian Priest. And as I said, this for me is where the show settles down. Very hard to follow that Roman Miz segment uh, with Carl Anderson against Damian Priest. Carl Anderson got the backslide, got the victory, got the three counts. Uh, and then we got a big, big brawl and Judgment Day getting the better of the OC. OC were actually doing really well, but then Rhea came into the ring and they can't touch Rhea. Um, it's not a good look, a load of guys beating on a woman, so they couldn't touch her. And then that allowed Judgment Day to regroup and get the advantage. How do we solve a problem like Rhea? Uh, they have got a Rhea problem, so they are going to need a woman to even up the scores. Uh, during the uh, the Crown Jewel predictions, I have gone with it being Beth Phoenix. I think Beth Phoenix makes the most sense. She was attacked brutally by Rhea Ripley uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. We haven't seen her since. I don't think we've seen Edge since either. So I think there is a, a real good chance that it could be Beth Phoenix. And maybe that will be revealed at Crown Jewel. Then we got Amos and MVP, and they said that they're going to be on SmackDown. So they're going to come to SmackDown, uh, obviously, to confront Braun Strowman as we continue to build towards that match, that show-off at Crown Jewel. Then we got this segment with JBL. JBL was brilliant. JBL said that, you know, he loves Texas, started going through some of the greats that have come out of Texas, but then said that what he sees now is not that greatness. This is Snowflake Generation, Generation X. They should be ashamed of themselves. They all look for safe spaces. Uh, he really ripped into them. Uh, Baron Corbin came out and he said, I can't believe so many of you have come out and scraped the, your few dollars that you've got together to come and see me. I'm, I'm very humbled that you have done that and bought a ticket to see the wrestling gods truth is and before he could reveal the truth of course we got our truth making his way down so our truth dressed as a cowboy had a, a, a like a soft toy horse that he was galloping down with trying to do his rap at the same time uh, he got into the ring said that he liked the costumes that uh, Corbin and JBL were wearing JBL pointed out that they weren't wearing a costume uh, this segment didn't go on very long because Corbin just attacks R-Truth, basically. And uh, that was the end of it. So don't know if that's going to build to a match next week or if this was just a one-off little segment. But uh, it was all right. I mean, look, R-Truth is great. I did think that as soon as we saw him and he was galloping his way down, I did think that was awesome. He got into the ring and wished everyone a happy Halloween, which I was quite surprised at because R-Truth normally gets those kind of things wrong. Like, he really could have come out dressed as, say, Santa and come in and wished everyone a Merry Christmas. That's kind of our, that's our truth style. But uh, he did actually wish everyone a happy Halloween. Uh, and then, like, when he said, I love your costumes, really like your costumes, I did think, oh, this will be good. Where's it going? It didn't really go anywhere. And then we got the attack. So I thought this was good at the start, but didn't really get anywhere, to be honest. Didn't really get anywhere, which was a little disappointing. Then backstage, I thought this was interesting. We actually saw 
Bailey talking to Nikki. Nikki didn't seem to be paying much attention to her. I don't know if she was trying to convince Nikki to help them for the main event or if she's trying to get her as like a fourth member. Uh, couldn't quite work out what she was trying to achieve here. Didn't seem like it worked, but it might work eventually. So something to keep an eye on. Then we went to our trick or street fight. This was Riddle versus Otis. Uh, Riddle came out with Elias and he was dressed up as Ezekiel. So he came down as uh, a Zeke freak. He came down as Ezekiel. Um, and that was pretty fun. We got uh, Chad Gable and Otis make their way down. Now, I didn't get this reference, but I'm told it's something to do with Saturday Night Live. This was something to do with Patrick Sway. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was. I thought it was something to do with Dirty Dancing, but that's not a film that I've seen either. But um, yeah, this was some reference to some Saturday Night Live skit. There was people in the chat that were pretty excited about it. So uh, they made their way down. Uh, then we got our trick or street fight. There was loads of pumpkins around the ring, candy everywhere, candy all in the ring as well. I think they'd battered a few of those pumpkins and it had resulted in candy like exploding all into the ring and M&Ms everywhere and lots of different uh, candy, candy corn in there apparently, which I've never tried, but I do definitely want to try. So uh, yes, uh, this was pretty fun. Uh, there was a nice moment towards the end where Elias put a pumpkin on Otis's head and uh, he looked kind of terrified. It worked, actually. He could have that as a permanent costume. Um, like, he looked he looked really good. He looked really good. But um, not moments later when he got RKO'd and ended up losing the match. He didn't look as good then. But uh, it was a victory for Matt Riddle. Uh, then we went to our next match. Our next match was Miz versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Miz had wanted to get out of this, but obviously when Ali said he had tiny balls, uh, that he couldn't, he couldn't ignore that. So he said, I'll still beat you even if I've got a broken jaw. Um, and so the match went ahead. We got Miz versus Ali. Miz was constantly messing with his jaw and he was like very uncomfortable. Um, and Dexter Loomis grabbed him. Dexter Loomis had appeared in the crowd and grabbed the Miz. Uh, so this was uh, interesting. Uh, it meant that uh, Ali would go on to pick up the victory. So Ali would win. And then straight after that, we go to the WWE investigation. So this is WWE investigates. It was kind of done like a, a real crime kind of a show. Uh, there might even be a show in America that's very similar to this. I don't know. But um, we had Byron Saxton setting the scene, saying that he had sat down earlier with Johnny Gagano and that Johnny had got uh, some stuff to get off his chest. He was going to reveal the truth about The Miz and Dexter. And so we went, uh, obviously, to Johnny, who kind of walked us through what he believed was happening. And uh, there was reenactments. Here is Johnny dressed as Indy Hartwell. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, he dressed up as The Miz. He dressed up as Dexter. And uh, he reenacted the whole story. And the story that he told was that Dexter was part of his NXT family, but he lost his job. And um, he actually shows, like, Dexter packing his stuff and leaving, uh, leaving Indy as well, like the strain that it had put on their marriage. And so you see Dexter going off 
and like drawing caricatures on the side of the road. And that's when the Miz comes along with loads of money and uh, proposes uh, something to Dexter. And what he proposed was that Dexter attacks him during Raw so that that would build up sympathy for the Miz and would get him like talked about and would generate publicity. So uh, what was being alleged was that they were working together. And actually, uh, Johnny provided some evidence. Uh, there was a recording of The Miz saying, "You was a, this is apparently talking to Dexter, you were a little snug with the sleeper hold, but I think this is working. People are buying it. Let's try something new next Monday. Here's half and I'll pay you the rest later kind of a thing. So what Johnny is saying is that The Miz was paying Dexter to take him, uh, like kidnap him or pretend to kidnap him and uh, like all of this stuff so that it would, you know, drum up interest, get people talking uh, and all that. But Johnny did say, I think something's gone wrong. Like, I don't know if The Miz has paid Dexter everything that he owes him, because I think what we're looking at now is that Dexter really is coming after The Miz. I think this has really got out of control. Um, it was really interesting, actually. It's a, it's a real interesting story. So uh, Johnny's saying it's all been a big con. And uh, as I said, I really like that. I really like that. And the reason why I like it is because for me, I was into this story until The Miz got kidnapped. And as soon as The Miz was kidnapped, it sort of lost me because I thought, well... If this was real, right, and The Miz had been kidnapped, I'm sure someone would have stopped it. And I'm sure The Miz struggling would have been able to have made it a lot harder uh, for Dexter. Like, Dexter quite easily just grabs him and drags him away. And what Johnny was saying was that if you watch the tape, you can see The Miz is a terrible actor. He was clearly not putting up much of a fight. And he was clearly just walking backwards and helping to walk out of the building. So I actually think that does explain one of my issues with this story. And um, I like the idea they've been working together because Dexter needs money and he had lost his job. But I like the idea that the Miz being the Miz, he's screwed Dexter over and now Dexter really wants to get at him. So... Yeah, I've done a separate video on this. Um, I really like it. I think this is some interesting storytelling. This is actually something that's quite creative. Like, got to give credit where it's due. I think they've done a really good job with this. So, yeah, really do like that. Uh, and then the show ended with our main event match. And this, of course, was EO and Dakota defending the women's tag titles against Asuka and Alexa. And we've got new women's tag team champions. Absolutely brilliant. This match was fun. This was good. Lots of moving parts. There was a bit where Bailey and Bianca were fighting over in the timekeepers area. There was a big Bailey to belly, both of them going through tables. Um, it didn't back and forth. Didn't know which way this was going. I really thought Dakota and EO would retain. We didn't even know that we were getting this match before Raw. So I really felt quite good that there wouldn't be a title change. And then there was a title change. Imagine my surprise. So, uh, yeah, then we got this title change. So, wild, man. Just wild. Just such a fun, unpredictable, 
wild episode of Raw. Um, not perfect. Definitely some moments that I thought uh, dragged or I could have done without. Or But, you know, you've got to remember that this was a go-home show. And so I think for a go-home show, this is really good. Really good. This is a really, really good episode of Raw. It's a great uh, ep- uh, episode of Raw when you think it's a go home. So, yeah, well done. Well done is all I can say. This was very, very enjoyable and easy to watch. So, with that being said, let's go over to the scores uh, because I did ask people uh, in the community as to what it is that they thought about the show. And uh, you can see that, wow, uh, our top score is nine out of 10. The second score is 8.5 joint with 7.5. And then just below that is eight and just below that is 10. So it gives you a real good idea as to where we are in regards to a score. So nine is the official score for tonight's show. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Things that people liked. Uh, Roman, Johnny, Theory versus Rollins, the main event. Uh, Gagano revealing Miz's secret, new tag team champs. Johnny's segment was hilarious. Solid Raw, not on par with SmackDown, but it's getting there. Johnny and Byron uh, were golds. Uh, Seth versus Theory, new champions, Asuka and Alexa. Uh, Mandy in NXT promo commercials. There was some uh, commercials. Mandy's segment tomorrow on NXT is going to be her celebrating being champion for 12 months. So we are doing NXT tomorrow. Of course, we'll do the live watch along and then we'll be doing the review after. Uh, New champs, uh, either the main event or we got answers regarding Dexter. Uh, Roman promo, Usi Roman Reigns, Roman and JBL, Uh, Alexa and Asuka, new champions. I would have Sasha and Naomi come back as heels. Mm, That's interesting. Uh, Miz and Dexter, Asuka and Alexa, Asuka and Alexa, Uh, Alexa, Asuka, Roman and Seth versus Theory, Uh, new women's tag champs, Roman punching Miz, Theory versus Rollins, Lesnar, Lashley brawl, Uh, everything but especially Alexa and Asuka winning, opening match, women's tag titles, Roman Reigns, uh, Otis and Chad Gable, Uh, New tag champs, Rollins and Theory. Johnny Gagano is great. Felt like a big time show. New tag champs, Brock and Bobby Brawl. Johnny interview and women's tag team championship match. Women's tag team championship match. My favorite part was Seth versus Theory. Seth versus Theory. Uh, Everything except two things. Maybe we'll find out what those two things are next. Roman and Johnny tells all. Women's tag team championship and Seth versus Austin Theory. So lots of the same answers there. What did people not like? Uh, Corbin, uh, Seth versus Theory. I was hoping for a team. Good match, though. Oh, I was hoping they would be a team. Uh, Truth and Corbin, nothing. It was really solid. Uh, WWE has done better Raws or SmackDown Halloween episodes. The Halloween props should have been in the main event. No Bray on Halloween, boo. Uh, Bianca versus Nikki, Judgment Day, Gallows versus Priest, Damage Control losing, title change in the main event is uh, one someone didn't like, Baron Corbin because I don't like him, lol, 
Uh, I don't know if I've got one. It was pretty solid. Corbin, the Johnny reveal, uh, the trick or street fight. It wasn't a street fight. It was more of a weapons match. Uh, Dakota losing. My least favorite part was Alexa and Asuka winning. Damage control should not have lost. If they want to make them look dominant, you should have had them retain and have Bailey win the title from Bianca. Uh, happy Corbin and JBL. Sorry, Austin. Uh, Alpha Academy match. Otis, Gable, Corbin, JBL, the entire second hour. Uh, I enjoyed the entire show. Nikki Cross's return match. JBL and Corbin, Miz and Dexter segment, nothing. Brock and Bobby Brawl felt old. Uh, the Miz story, uh, street fight because it was too short. Uh, would have preferred a legit tag team being the ones to take the belts off damage control. Uh, nothing. Enjoyed it all. Starting match. Alpha Academy. Asuka and Bliss winning the titles for no reason. Triple H is completely ruining the belts by hot shotting them. Uh, Raquel and Shotzi would have been much better. Uh, I don't have a least favorite. This was a banger. Uh, what do you think about Sammy beating Roman? I'm totally down for Sammy beating Roman. Uh, Corbin, JBL. Uh, Miz being a Wally. Uh, Paul Heyman has been lame since his return. Okay. But there we go then, guys. That is what people really liked. That's what people uh, were not so keen on. Uh, I thought that this was a really fun show. Um, as I said, I think this is uh, very strong for a go-home. I think that this is... Uh, got some big talking points. I think there's definitely some stuff here that we will be talking about for a while. Obviously, the title change. Obviously, the Johnny investigation. Uh, those feel like big moments. Uh, the Brock, uh, Bobby Brawl. It has been done before, but I thought it was done really well. Uh, Roman, obviously, is always essential viewing. And the Usi chants broke out a couple of times. Gotta think that they're going to be quite loud come Friday. So Usi is definitely here to stay. But uh, yeah, this was good. This was good. I really enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So thanks a lot for watching. Hope you enjoyed the review. Uh, don't forget you can watch this on YouTube on the Wrestling Days Clips channel or you can listen to it on Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify and I'm sure other places as well. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. I'll see you again next time. Bye for now.